worship the Lord. We appreciate you being here. Also, we got people about this time that uh, tuning in uh, by means of the live stream. We appreciate you also for that. <coughs> We're going to get started in our lesson tonight, which we have been on now for a, a little while. We are we are talking about imitating Christ, imitating Christ, and. We have brought out that that ought to be everybody's goal. Every one of us who have been born again, children of God, uh, we should strive and have a desire uh, to imitate the Lord in everything that we do. Uh, I don't know how you feel, and I mentioned this, I think, Sunday. Uh, when people look at me, I don't want them to see Sammy Pruitt. I want them to see Jesus. I want to live in such a way that they can see the Lord in me. And always think about this. Uh, it's important how we live day by day, not only for our own relationship with God, but to help somebody else because your life may be the only Bible they're going to read in a while. Hello. Amen. And we should always think, Lord, do not let me do anything that would bring any kind of reproach against your kingdom or against your name. Hallelujah. So um, we are talking about uh, imitating Christ in our daily life. <coughs> and uh, where we left off at is where we've been at, and I've got my the board up here, we have been talking about love. That's the foundation. That's, that's, that's the, the, uh, the center point of the Christian faith. Uh, if you want to be like Christ, the greatest thing that you can do is live your life and walk in love. The Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So we all have the holy. Uh, we all have the love of God in us, but we need to let it come from us. And as I told you the other other week, we got to get the love situation taken care of first, because there's other things. And I mentioned a couple of these things just briefly uh, this past week. I think Sunday. Uh, that we have to to have if we're going to imitate Christ, but you cannot have them until you got the love situation taken care of. Uh, that's 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 what we've got to do uh, first, and from love, uh, then it then it goes on to something else. Compassion. Compassion. Living our life in, in, in a way that we're going to imitate the Lord, uh, we, we have got to have compassion for people. And as I said Sunday, 
If you don't love people, you're not going to have compassion. It's impossible. Compassion comes from love. If your love of your fellow man is not what it should be, then you're not going to have the compassion. Now, <clears throat> in talking about compassion, that's, that there again, that's broke down in some different areas. And uh, since we are imitating Christ, I want to first give some scripture uh, that, uh, that demonstrate Jesus and his compassion. Now, first of all, we need to have compassion for people in their spiritual state. In their spiritual state. Um, just plainly put, you ought to care whether or not somebody dies lost or not. It should bother you if somebody dies and, 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 and they die without Jesus in their life. Because unlike what the modern world is thinking, I mean, whoa, whoa, you know, every time somebody dies, well, you know, we're going to see them in the by and by. Everybody who dies, is gonna not, they're not going to glory. You've got to be born again. And then that's, that's where me and you come in at, that we need to have compassion for people in their spiritual state. Mark chapter 6, in verse 34, now you will have to go uh, in your Bible to look it up if you want to read along with me. But I'm going to read it here, Mark chapter 6, verse 34. And this is what it reads like. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them. Why was, did he have compassion? Because they was a sheep not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When Jesus saw the people, their spiritual state, they were, spiritually speaking, they were bankrupt. They didn't have no knowledge, no wisdom of the word. They was without God in the world. And when Jesus saw them, he had compassion on them because he said they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them. So, when we develop the love of God in our hearts and our lives, then we're going to be compassionate about other people. We're going to look at people that we work with, that, that live close to us, people in our family. And we're going to have compassion on them if they don't know the Lord. And that compassion will compel you to do something or to say something every opportunity you get that will make them think a little bit more about the Lord. Amen? Now, I'm not, telling, I'm not saying every time you meet somebody who don't know the Lord, preach them a message. The Bible said, He that wins soul is wise. Uh, <coughs> you don't need to be preaching people a message every time. You need, you need to be praying and asking God to give you the wisdom to know when to say 
and what to say. Because sometimes somebody might just not be in the right mood or attitude. And they're going to take everything you say wrong. I helped lead somebody to the Lord years ago. I'm going to give you this example. Uh, we was pastor in another church. We was up in Kentucky. And uh, we was invited over uh, one of the members' house for, for Sunday dinner. And we went over there. And uh, while we were there, there was another gentleman come in who was related to this family. And uh, he was sitting in the living room, and they had a um, some type of ball game. I believe it was a football game. And uh, <clears throat> when we got in, Sister Darlene went into the kitchen. So, you know, I sat down, and I seen what they were doing. So I, I, I just began to, to uh, uh, watch the football game with them and listened to their comments, and uh, I did a little armchair quarterback in my own cell, uh, you know, and uh, uh, what little good that would do. But, and then, you know, after, after the dinner, we, you know, I uh, uh, shook hands with him, told him I was happy to meet him, and uh, told him, I said, you need to come and visit sometime. Well, lo and behold, next Sunday, he was at church. And the church members whose house was at pulled me to the side and he said, Brother Sammy, I want to tell you something. I said, what is it? He said, well, you know so-and-so here today? I said, yeah. He said, after you left, he told me he was amazed at you. He said, just as soon as you walked in and he found out I was a pastor, he was sitting there ready for me to start cramming a religion down his throat. He said, and he already had his wall built up. He said, but you didn't even mention nothing. He said, he just sat there and watched the game with us. He told him, he said, since he showed me that courtesy, I'm showing him courtesy this Sunday to hear what he's got to say. And within two weeks, I was baptizing him. Hallelujah. Amen. So having compassion on somebody in their spiritual state don't mean that you preach them a message every time. But just be kind to them. Talk to them. Amen. Talking to people is getting to be a lost art because everybody's walking around doing this nowadays. And all the experts now are, are concerned what to do with the young people coming up they say the young people coming up don't know how to relate to other people because everybody's building themselves in a box with their electronic stuff. <clears throat> but Jesus had compassion on the people. And for us to imitate Christ, we got to have compassion. Uh, another scripture that goes along about compassion in the spiritual state is Jude chapter 1. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be chapter 2, would it? No. No, it wouldn't be. Okay. I'm going to see who's asleep and who's not. <laughs> There's only one chapter in Jude. This is what it says in verse 21. 
Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Folks, you can't win nobody to the Lord if you don't have compassion of what they're going through. I used this scripture right there and preached a message one time. It's been many years ago where it says, And of some have compassion, making a difference. And I preached the message, compassion makes a difference. Amen. If you've got compassion for people, it will make a difference. But then not only are we to have compassion for their spiritual state, but compassion for their physical state, their bodies, physical. And first of all, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 through 34. And I'm going to read that, and let's talk about it just briefly. Now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They, they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. <clears throat> Notice verse 34. So Jesus did what? Had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Jesus here again had compassion on somebody's physical state. They were blind. Uh, that was a physical ailment. When you uh, pray for somebody, visit somebody that is sick, or do something, as Brother Wayne was talking about Sunday, maybe carry them a meal, or uh, ask them if something you can do if, you, uh, if they need a, uh, a prescription picked up. Can I say, can I go take care of that for you? Whatever. Um, that's showing compassion on the physical state. And I'm thankful we got a, uh, we got a, a deacon here, amen, that takes that office seriously. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think in times past, you've carried people to doctor's appointments, haven't you? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's, that's here what I'm talking about. Jesus had compassion on people for their spiritual state, but he then had compassion for their physical state. Another scripture or two I want to read on this same thing, Mark chapter 8, verses 8, verses 1, 2, and 3. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and said unto them, 
Verse 2, I have compassion on the multitude. Now, where was this compassion centered out here? He said, because they have been now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way for excuse me. <coughs> divers of them <coughs> came from uh, uh, a far a long way away. So Jesus here had compassion uh, on those who didn't have anything to eat. See, what we're doing, we're demonstrating the love of God in our lives by showing compassion on people in their spiritual state, in their physical state. Um, now, I will tell you this. You've got to use wisdom in everything you do. If I run across somebody that says they're hungry, I'm, I don't give everybody who tells me they're hungry money. But I will take them and get them something to eat. Hello, somebody. I learned that lesson a long time ago down the old church. Right there where we were located over there in that part of East Nashville, they were constantly coming in. They word, I guess, every man there to death, and not just a pastor, but whoever they could get to. And uh, it didn't take me long to realize somebody come in, and they were, they were hungry, and they needed food, and could we help? And so... Uh, I uh, I just I reached down in my pocket and I I got a few dollars and gave it to him, and um, it wasn't long. I walked out the front church door and I looked down the road that little store and there he, there he come out with a uh, with a pot of uh, a, a beer, you know. Uh, so I like that's that's what I mean. What I say I'm not, I'm not going to give everybody I run into money, but if somebody's hungry, hey, we'll go over here and get you something to eat. Uh, that's showing compassion, and that comes from the... Now, some people don't do nothing in the grounds of compassion because they don't have enough of the love of God in their heart to be concerned with people. Uh, and, and this is so important. Some people are harp on some things about being so religious about, well, you know, you got to walk this line and walk that line and do this and undo that. But these right here is what makes up true Christianity. Loving people, having compassion for them. First John chapter three, at verse sixteen. Notice what it says here. Hereby I perceive we the love of God. Now here, now, now look, listen this closer. Uh, if, if you got your Bibles, follow along with me. King James Version, First John, chapter three, verse sixteen. Hereby I perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Verse 17. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? There you go. If I see somebody's got a need, and if I got the means, now if you don't have the means, that's a different story, but if you got, if you got the ability and you refuse them, 
He said, how dwell the love of God in you? You can, you can get up like I've heard, and I've heard people in the church do this. Well, bless God in the testimony. You know, I love everybody, but then you'd listen, and they're running this and down and running that and down, and talking about that one, talking about this. Hello, somebody. <clears throat> if you see somebody's got a need, and you got the benefit, you're able to do that, and you don't. How dwelleth the love of God in you? It's not there, sweetheart. <laughs> it's not there. I may claim it is, but talk's cheap. <laughs> Amen. It's the truth anyhow. Amen. If, uh, you know, if somebody's in a need and, and, and I'm able uh, to help them, the love of God is going to come out of me and I'm going to have compassion and I'm going I'm to help to do something. I'm, my time here, I'm going I'm to go on to something else. Amen is uh, forgive. I don't like your markers. Huh? It died out completely. Take my word, I'm talking about forgive or forgiveness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Here again, something is just as important and maybe more so than you being on the church pew every time the doors open. It's that you've got a, for, a forgiving heart. Let me say it like this. If you don't have a forgiving heart, if you're not able to forgive something or somebody for something they've done to you, you can go to church all you want to, and you can sing in the choir. You can put money in the offering plan. You can shake the preacher's hand. But you ain't going to get nowhere. Hallelujah. If we got the love of God, we're going to have compassion, then we're going to have forgiveness. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Now, again, we're talking about imitating Christ. And I first want to give you the scripture to show you that Jesus was someone who forgave. Luke 23, 34. Then Jesus, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Somebody tell me where Jesus was at when he made that statement. He was on the cross. They had already beat him. They would spat upon him. They put the crown of thorns on him. Blood was running everywhere. They pounded spikes in his hands and his feet. Crucifixion is one of the most painful deaths and, and, and worst way to die that there is. If you ever studied, which I have, the Roman form of crucifixion, friend, crucifixion was a horrible death. But while he was hanging between heaven and earth, Brother, Brother Douglas, he prayed to the Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. They, don't, they, don't, they ain't got a clue. They don't understand. There on one side of them, uh, on both sides of them was was two thieves. One of them, 
even at, at the face of death, which you, you know, you all often wonder, and I still see it today, how, can, how in the world can somebody be facing death and not give their life over to God? I don't know. I mean, we all realize and know we're going to die sometime, but I mean, if you know death is intimate and you still got ability to uh, do something about it, but yet you don't want to, come on, somebody. That's the way one of the thieves was. But the other thief rebuked his friend and said, Listen, don't you have no shame and no fear? What we're getting, we deserve. But this man has not done anything worthy of this death. And then he looks at Jesus and says, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Hallelujah! And right there in, in the midst of all that pain that Jesus was going through. Hey, if you know what crucifixion is, you knew he he had to push up to exhale. He had to push up, amen, and and man, the pain that caused. That's why they they, uh, finally at the time to break the legs uh, uh, so they couldn't, they would asphyxiate. And um, there the master was, and he, in the pain he was in, I'm going to tell you something. I get kind of rude when I'm hurting. Sister Darlene to tell you, man, I get the hurting. I'm snapping off at everybody. You know, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a problem with kidney stones a lot. And, you know, I've, I've had several bouts with them. And, you know, that's, that's, that, that's a man's way to give birth to a baby. And, uh, uh, man, I just, yeah, I... This, this is beyond me because, like I said, I've studied what crucifixion is and I know how painful that is. But yet, when this man turned to Jesus, Jesus had the love. From the love came compassion. And from that compassion came forgiveness. He said, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about him at Hey, ain't no, I don't care. You stop and think about whatever you think. How was the worst you ever been treated in your life of somebody? And it don't come close to what, how Jesus was treated. And if Jesus can, can forgive, we can too. And the, remember what I, the scripture we lose yet last week. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost, not only you get the ability to shout, talk in tongues, to jump up and down, whatever, but you get the ability to love if you just let it take control of your life. Hallelujah. Forgiveness. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 12. I gotta, I'm, I'm fixing to close here. Here we have... The disciples that asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And he began to talk to them and said, When you pray, pray like this, Our Father which art in heaven. You know, everybody knows that. And in the middle of it, he said in verse 12, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Then we're going to go down to verse 14 of the same chapter. Here's the kicker right here. Here's why it's so important that you forgive. For you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And the Bible says if you don't forgive somebody, you won't be forgiven. 
So I'm going to forgive, folks, because I need to be forgiven. Hallelujah. I'm not, I've not been able to walk a perfect life yet. I haven't got up there to what Jesus... I need, hey, if I live tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, I'm going to probably do a thing or do something I'm going to have to get forgiveness for. Well, if I want God to forgive me, I've got to forgive others. That's what the Bible says. That's what Christianity is all about. Verse 15, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Man, that is sobering. It don't matter. Well, they ain't, they ain't asked me to forgive. That don't matter. You still got to do it whether they ask or not. And, and, and forgiveness, let me, and let, let me close with this. Forgiveness is for your benefit, not, uh, not theirs. Amen. It's for your benefit. So we're talking about imitating Christ and the the way we do that the greatest thing love our fellow man and from that love we have compassion we have forgiveness there's uh, another one or two that I don't have time to cover tonight let's all stand together I hope and pray that you will take this lesson and if you like me, you need to evaluate yourself, reevaluate.